fine folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. Everything is quality and mm -hmm, so good. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Bring the family. Bring your friends. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. Oh, a word of caution. Don't drive over 10 miles an hour in the theater area for your safety's sake. And mom or pop, go with the kids when they leave the car. We hope you have a wonderful time. Come back soon. Hello, everybody. Hello, Carl. Greetings. Salutations, Stephen. Nice to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. I've been busy, to say the least. I've been sick. But I had to come back for my birthday. Just thank you to everyone for all the birthday gifts today. And I know a lot of you is like, well, where the heck is the uh, yeah, uh, uh, Wild Angels? Well, I thought that I would cancel the Wild Angels now because pretty much everyone who's into biker movies know that. And get to something that most biker fans in the United States of America, don't know. That's true. I didn't even know it. I knew of it, but I didn't know it until I watched it. This is Stone. What it is, is the summing up short, uh, a, a biker himself, Sandy Howell, Sandy Hilbert, the uh, director of this movie, decided he wanted to make a biker film for Australia. And boy, howdy did he. Oh, absolutely. With the best damn biker fun funeral scene in biker movie history. And we Very can't true. Compare, and we can't compare this to U.S. biker films. Well, because... There really isn't that many, because as he says, and well, we'll get into why it isn't like U.S. biker films once we get into the movie. I'm going to be, Carl's going to, Carl rented it on uh, the Amazon.prime. Actually not. I meant What'd to tell do? you that beforehand. So, so the one on Amazon, <laughs> the one on Amazon Prime is, um, a Robert De Niro film, which I don't even know. Okay, <laughs> I had. I, oh yeah, I found yeah, this... yeah. It's that with Edward Norton in prison and Robert yeah, De Niro. Exactly. It's that one. Uh, fucking Mila Jovovich. Yep. So, so there is an English version. On I hate to say this, but we have to use it sometimes. Uh, okay. Dot <laughs> ru. www. Okay. Dot ru which is the Russian version of YouTube. And if you got you three bucks to spare, you can go to Midnight Pulp, where 
Well, let's just put it this way. If you like Rodney Metzger, go to Midnight Pulp. If you like watching stuff that isn't broadcast on Shudder or Arrow, uh, Arrow, Arrow, go to Midnight Pulp. If you want to see some damn good documentaries on, well, I watched one because the Carl said, and I, it was good on Nazi exploitation. Go to Midnight Pulp. When they say Absolutely. we have weird shit here, they're not joking. No, and they're a nice compliment to Shutter and and, um, and uh, uh, Arrow. They really are because there's very little, you know, duplication. There's yeah. some, but not much. But yeah, this one is just great. And if you are a Mad Max fan or an Aussie exploitation fan, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces in this bad boy. Yep, you certainly are. And, if and we you will want point to get, them out to you. Yeah, if you want to get the Blu-ray, uh, it's from Severin, and it cuts a two-disc set with a crap load of extras on the first, including Stone Forever. And the second disc is a soundtrack mother-freaking CD. Nice. Yeah. I'm a sucker for soundtrack editions. Agreed. Uh, in my set, I've got uh, Opera, Suspiria, Inglorious Bastards. They, I'm talking to Enzo Z. Castellari, Inglorious Bastards. The one with the E instead of the A. <laughs> yeah. It comes... Well, the one with the A instead of the E. The E's the uh, Tarantino one. Oh, okay, but what sorry. They, but what the second disc is, it, it has all of the tracks that w- they were able to savage because a lot of the tapes where the score has been lost. Nice. So, on the Blu-ray, it goes straight into the movie. There's no opening credits or nothing. You know what I mean? Nope, I'm right there. Yeah. There. And, wait. And before we start the movie, I'm going to read Tombstone to really show what this... This Tombstone is really one of the most important parts of the movie. Wouldn't you say, call this right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, this is before we're starting it. According to tradition in the Cook family, midshipman Isaac Smith, cousin of the wife of Captain James Cook, R.N., afterwards an admiral in the British fleet, was the first Englishman to land on this rock and on the shores of New South Wales, 29, 1770. So this is like the Australian version of Plymouth Rock. Yep, that's exactly what it is. And get ready to start the film, Carl, in five, four, three, two, one, go. And they're showing this. And then about 
Five seconds later, after they start this stone, show this stone, which goes into, they're showing a nasty, ugly, polluted beach with sad, sorrowful music playing over it. And then it cuts over to a sign that really it broke your heart the first time you seen it after seeing that much history in that stone and all that beautiful water, didn't it, Carl? Yep, absolutely. And I love the camera work here. Oh, God, yeah. And it shows all that, and it cuts a sign that says, Fishing, Extreme Pollution. So in its way, this Australian biker film deals with some of the same motifs, no swimming extreme pollution, that the last wave did. Yep. And now we're at a Save the Environment campaign. And there's the bikers themselves. And unlike American film, they're not there to raise hell. They're there to watch this guy's speech. And how surprising is that? There's the director himself right there. Right here. And who is that beautiful gentleman tripping balls? Um, Which one is that? Is that you? Yeah, that's you. you- Keith Burns. Burns. Yuns would probably know him better as Toe Cutter or the Imperial Joe. Um, And right there is the assassin. Oh, yeah, I love it. He's just tripping balls, watching through this. This guy's getting... Oh, and there's the one and only, you wouldn't recognize him by his mustache, would you, Carl? Roger Ward. Roger Ward, man. Now, when you talk about those two guys, those are key people in exploitation. Yeah. Take a look at their IMDb. They are all over the fucking place. Yeah. See, look, Harry Krishna, they're not even fucking with him. In an American biker film, they'd have him beating him up for some reason. Yeah. Now, now I will say this. I have tripped before, particularly on mushrooms. That's not exactly the most faithful version of being on acid, but I'll take it. I don't it. know what the <laughs> hell he's tripping on. I just say he's tripping. They don't say. No, they don't. And I love that goddamn jacket. Oh, that jacket is great. (laughs) That must be some good shit, man. That's all I got to say. And I love that, that it shows, you know, him looking at that and it says. The offerings of something. The offerings of war. 
And he's up on the roof. And right there, he sees the assassin. the assassin. And right now, the leader of the gang realizes that he's gone off tripping balls, and they want to make sure he don't kill himself. And how you like so the, whole the, the music? You're using a didgeridoo right here. Oh, Absolutely. So the whole thing about the the um, environment and what you saw at the beginning, you know, you've got this campaign against it, and you've got the assassins. So you get the idea of what's happening. Yeah. And I love that you just coming down off of it, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah. And right there is one of the coolest images in the movie is that their uh, patch. I love it to death. It's a skull with a bush ranger hat. Mm-hmm. And for this movie, the director had them live like bikers, the crew, the groups, you know. So by the time the movie started filming, they were all acting like bikers, you know. So the interesting thing already is that they're they're the ones being affected, whereas usually with biker films, it's the bikers that are the uh um yeah the ones that that you know uh yeah. go after people Sandy Harbutt that's the director Helen Morris Hugh Keysburn Yep Vincent Gill Vincent Gill that's your guy Yeah I like him But, yeah, the reason why this is not like American biker films is the director, Sandy, said the only ones they got over there at this time was uh, uh, the Wild Wild Angels, uh, Easy Rider, and in his words, I can't figure out, some shitty one with... uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who's in Chinatown. Uh, Nicholson. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. yeah. That uh, she, as he says, a shitty one with Jack Nicholson that no one pretty much seen, no one remembers. So basically, <laughs> he was going free form balls. He says to make his motorcycle film. And they didn't have no influences from the American films. Mm-hmm. Though, isn't it funny? The last film we had had this. Uh, we watched had this kind of kill. Yep. 
You know, we had, you know, you mentioned the uh, the soundtrack. As I rewatched this, mm. soundtrack is is pretty damn good. Yeah. Like now, there's like, like now instead of showing that, they just burr, 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 you know exactly. And that's a nasty kill right there. Yeah, it is. There's there's just like a whole bunch of nasty kills right off the bat in this motherfucker. Well, somebody's after him, and and and, and it took me. I should have picked it right up, but it's because, of course, he saw who the assassin was. Yeah, and he didn't recognize. Oh, he was, you know. So he's just going after all of them. Mm-hmm. You taught me a new one tonight, didn't you? That's what I love about watching the Australian exploitation fields, just learning all this new slang and stuff. You taught me a oh, new one tonight, mate. Yeah. And this has basically almost all of Carl's favorites except for Bluey. Oh, oh, ha, 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 ha. So he's just taking out everyone that he fucking can. He's just going on a S and D mission. And that's a hell of a stunt right there. You could figure you could figure Roger Ward probably did some of these stunts. Yeah. Well no, Roger Ward never was a stunt guy. Well, who was it that was the stunt that was um Bob Wong? No. No, it was a guy from uh Stunt Rock. Mhm. But yeah. I love to call him. You always know the guys with the suits are the bad guys, which I'm okay with. Four hundred motorcycles. Here we go. You gonna tell the story to this? Go ahead. Oh God, yeah. What happened is he put out an ad. He said we're doing a biker funeral scene. We need bikers to come up. And to his shock and delight, he got 400, 400. And in the deleted scenes, Carl, there's five more minutes of this biker scene. That's how much footage he shot. That's beautiful. And from this, every year, the bikers do what is called now the stone run Mm -hmm. which is they do the same ride from the start of this route where they started filming to the graveyard by the way i love that bike with the with the uh coffin on it that's beautiful oh god yeah you know on planet earth I love this fucking song here, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
this movie is really extenuates all the bullshit that we watched at the first of the series with the Hell's Angels. This is how they want to be seen. Mm-hmm. But there's no way they could come close to these, uh, well, the Australians, because, you know. And if you notice, some of the bikers, are, these are from the Australian chapter of the Hell's Angels. And because they didn't have no American influences, look at all these bikes, Kawasaki's. You'd, you'd, they Triumphs, really a lot of triumphs. Yeah, triumphs. They didn't have many Harley Davidsons over there. And if you had, well, you remember in Hell's Angels Forever, the real bikers are kind of pissed off that they got stuck, you know, that the uh, Harley's in there because they like all kinds of bikes, you know. Look at that. They're, I that, know. This is wild. And you might consider this a long scene, but it's like you cannot. You, oh, you just like drop your sure. jaw at that many uh, bikers, yeah, man. Yeah, you just wow. And they're real bikers. These aren't actors. Well, yeah, they are actors, but they ha- he had them living as bike. There's your guy. No, but these four hundred guys that he got off the road, oh, God, they're yeah, bikers. Yeah, they're bikers. That's why they started the stone running. There's your guy right there. Oh, yeah. And how beautiful is this fucking graveyard? Yeah. And for those of you that don't know who my guy is yet, let's just say the stovepipe hat. (laughs) There he is. There's my guy. And he is the guy who played the... Guy who rode in the all-terrain vehicle in Escape 2000 with the monster. Nice. Because you got to recognize his voice. Oh, Patrick, you know. <laughs> I love him. I do love those patches. Oh, yeah. And I love this part right here. I'm going to get to it real quick so you don't have to hear me bullshit. Okay. Since we're here, I'm going to shut up for this. Because this guy is just so great in this fucking scene. Oh, absolutely. By the way, I'm a little behind you because I buffered for a second. Would you see a map bikers in American films be this solemn at a funeral for one of their own? I would hope so. I know. I'm talking in the American movies. The movies. Here we go. Okay, doctor. By the way, I was thinking of getting an eye patch. What do you think? Yeah. I love how it starts out as this angry yell and it devolves into this cry of sorrow. And I love all this folder all right here. 
you know. Burn you standing up. Yeah. That takes anything from the evil one lying down. Well, I come from the old school of burn me upside down. You know why? Why? Burn me upside down so the world can kiss my ass when I'm gone. Nice. Would American Biker Gang get permission from the authorities before they bury their own? Oh, I no. love this scene with Hughes. You always yes. want this for me, eh? But I never did give it to you. Oh, you know. Nice. Aww. And it isn't the biker and it makes us the best biker pure. It's just everything, you know. Yeah. These, well, you know, out of all, all the films that we've had, this is certainly the most human, um, human and complimentary to them. Right? I mean, mm. I mean, uh, uh, you have empathy toward these these guys. Yeah. Pigs, man. They're there for each other. Yeah. At least the cops had the common goddamn courtesy to let them bury him. Yeah. Love the music, man. That actually sounds like something Pink Floyd would do. Yeah. Grooving in the peg with a bunch of picks. That's yeah. not the exact title, but you get, you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah, you pigs. Go ahead. The interesting thing here is that you've got this this sort of like uh, standoff between the two of them, but it's so polite. 
Yeah, Think so about quiet it. and respectful. And you know this were about maybe 15 to 20 minutes into this film, and Stone hasn't even showed the fuck up. Yep. Which really shows where, where Stan, uh, Sandy's heart was. Well, even when Stone does show up, which he does here in a bit, and you understand why it's called Stone, what happens is it just shows more and more of the lifestyle of these bikers and how you can actually understand why they want to live this way. I mean, shit, when I was a teenager and I was in college, we were doing drugs and doing all that shit. And, 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 you know, you know, we weren't rambunctious. Now, these guys can be rambunctious. And I knew a couple that could, but, but you know, well, we enjoyed it. Do you blame them? I mean, they just buried one of their friends, and three of them just got killed in a week. So anybody yeah. who has the balls to fuck with them in their own bar, and I love they don't beat the shit out of them like you would see in American films. They throw them outside, you know. They give them the what for, and then they just let them go on their way. In American biker films, they'd show them, like, nearly beat one to death, like Dick Miller and, uh... Yeah. I think... Nice. Oh, and I love the joke to pop up on that. He said, you can only get arrested a decent exposure. He said, I won't worry about a little thing like that. And there he is, all in white. He even looks like he's got a stick up his ass in this thing. You know. I won't worry about it. You know, By the way, I'm a little so behind straight. you. Give me a, give me a, uh, uh, give me a time check. Okay, okay. Uh, twenty-four minutes and forty and fifty seconds. Okay. He's just riding up to the bar. Tell me when you get to the bar. Got it, He's got riding. it, got it. I'm right here. I'm right here with you. Okay. But, yeah, he's riding up in that pussy-ass, in that bar, wearing them pussy-ass clothes with that sort of pussy-ass bike. It's just they're trying to make him so straight-laced in this thing. Mm -hmm. But, look, he's taking off his, uh, as he's taking off his, uh, the white coat and all that. Bandana, yeah. You're still wondering, who is this idiot? Well, you know, I, I would say if you want uh, a hint, look at the uh, title of the movie. I know, I'm just but saying. you know what I mean. I know. Huh. <laughs> 
I okay. I love him. I love the fact he doesn't bullshit. And there's no, you know, in America, and it'd be like he would be undercover, and they would find out later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they know to take it seriously, though they were taking it seriously before. And now they they might be amenable to his help. Well, he saved their fucking lives. <laughs> exactly. I like this. Oh, I'm there against pigs. Pig represents. Yeah, I. Nice. Oh, I give a shit about. Septic. Don't. Don't you wish you could have a name like Dr. Death? Oh, absolutely. Ha ha! Uh oh! Bad Max! Yep. Ha 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 ha! I love it! And it shows a smoke and a big flip. Oh, fuck this shit. Right at the back. Well, 
Uh, now I've seen him before. Yeah. They are all familiar <laughs> faces. I like it. Yeah, I know. I love that. Roger Ward, you mean not that kind of stone? And now we're seeing his straight lie. It's an Orange Julius. I used to love Orange Julius's with eggs. I know, Seriously, but they outlawed it. And I'm being serious, too. At the last, they uh, used uh, egg-like powder. Well, when they outlawed it, I was still in New York City. This is in the 80s. And the place yeah. I used to go to had a couple of eggs on the side. <laughs> when I walked in, they would put eggs in. <laughs> yeah. There's egg cream, too. Yeah, look at him. He's, you know... I love how this starts with him like this, and then we get to see him change as the movie progresses, you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's, you know, I mean, come on. The director wanted to show the reality of being in a motorcycle gang. Yeah. And so if you're using this template, of course you're going to turn this cop into someone who's much more sympathetic to that lifestyle. Well, the cops right? aren't totally, aren't 200% unsympathetic to him in the first goddamn place. Yeah, and you that's know. true. That's true. Name, name an American movie where if somebody was killing bikers like that, that the law would give two shits in the fucking, uh, you know. Exactly. Magazine, big boy. ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> and folks, this did come before Mad Max. This is 1974. <laughs> Pretty much at the first, the the end of the first phase of exploitation, which was uh, the sexy films. You know, right, you know that would be. Alvin Purple and Purple Barry McKenzie. McKenzie, yeah, the comedies. Yeah, this was like the first, one of the first Aussie action movies. And he still got that fucking bite. No. He does. Again, I got to give a shout out to the soundtrack, man. I love this soundtrack. I know. And there's no, and this movie doesn't have really a sense of doom and forbading, unlike American biker films, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I can say, after watching this, I consider the ending of The Wild Angels a bunch of bullshit, where they just uh, abandon uh, his body. Right. And don't bury him except for one. 
you wouldn't do that to a brother who you've been riding with and that part, you know. No, of course not. But they wouldn't have made him Satanist in uh, American films either. No, that's very true. And I love he's using it. She's like, okay, let's just film some more beautiful shit of uh, Australia. And the director so said you, once what? they moved out to there, uh, the bikers mm-hmm. just moved into that set. Cool. So, so I have a question for you. Have you ever run across the the lead of this, Ken Stone, his name is Ken Shorter, who plays Stone. I've never seen him before or since. Yeah, I know. A lot of these, Ken Shorter, this is the only film I know him of. Sandy Hilbert, this is his only movie, period. But yeah, as soon as they moved into this place, they start filming there. The bikers and everybody, they just moved in. Yeah. The actors lived there. They lived as bikers. It was like they became bikers in that communal family thing. Mm-hmm. See Kawasaki. See a lot of Kawasaki's there. Love those leather pants, man. They don't yeah. fit in. Well, they're brown, not black. Yeah, yeah. Most people are doing jeans, buddy. Just letting you know. What? Jeans. Most of most of them have jeans on, not fucking leather pants. Well, I'd rather have leather because if you wipe out and start sliding down the road, them blue jeans uh, won't give me no fucking <laughs> protection. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. Pinball machines, man. What I wouldn't die to get one of those, man. Old school. Oh, God, yeah. All mechanical. I love that shit. They wouldn't get me out of that place. Hey, hey, come on, man. We got a ride. Fuck you. I'm playing fucking pinball. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, he speeds a lot. That means... I love this. Okay, he is my spirit animal. <laughs> he truly is. I love that just blop. <coughs> Looks like a oh, and that's something that's in the movie. He stays in character as Top Stone. You never see him drink a beer. You never yeah. see him smoke a joint. But Sandy said he offers him to join all through the film, and you can see that, but he just passes it on and refuses it. That's the other thing about this. They're, 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 they're not extremely exploitative on the women. No. Like I said, they didn't have... Uh, the American films to uh, 
create cliches off of, so they had to create their own thing. And that's why... And that makes it much more fresh and much more unusual. Yeah, that's why off-exploitation is is one of the most unique genres of exploitation you're going to get into. Because it's almost 100% Australian without any U.S. influence. Right. Now, when you talk about this first wave of of, of uh, exploitation, uh, you talk about this film. You talk about the cars that ate Paris. You talk yeah. about the last wave. Um, you talk about these type of films, and and there was some exploitation involved in that. But but seriously, these are very unique. Another thing that you'll notice is that a lot of these early films are very much uh, environmentally conscious. Conscious. Yeah. And I love this. They're, I can't. They're give. They're giving him the ultimate honor. Huh. <laughs> I love that they give him his color. <laughs> I like it. And, and yeah, they're asking him, but it's good natured. It's actually yeah, good natured. Yeah. Are they actually Pearson? Is that a real Pearson that they're showing yeah. on? Uh, yeah. Nice. That's old school. See, they had the cork and everything. I love the way you looked at that. Yeah. It's all about earning respect. And of course you're taking a look at this And you're looking at the uh, Youthful rebellion of the 70s And that's a lot of it, right? Yeah Great shot. You know, Sandy actually is a damn good director. Yeah. It's just sad he only did one movie. But he said that was enough for him. He got what he wanted to say on film. Yeah. 
Okay, we talk Hello? about one-shot directors, right? Yeah. And we, of course, you know, Charles Lawton and, and, and various people. Um, but, you know, this guy's in the top ten easily. I love the fact that the, how boring and salad they show the writ, the pool life. And then when it comes here, you just. There's I mean, so much life just, involved. Yeah. They're just, you just can tell which side the director leans on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that they can bypass traffic. They can... See, look, he's already fitting in there. Yeah. You know, and there's a feel of reality here, too. Now, this is yeah. a little more polished than my pick in this series. You know, uh, she devils on wheels, but they were real bikers on that. Now yeah. these guys lived as bikers, and you get that reality here too. Well, Sandy was a real biker, can't you tell? No, I know. The way that. he stands out from the desk, the rest of them. And if you notice, Midnight's Aborigine. Right. Yeah. I am so glad that I waited to get the Blu-ray of this rather than pick up the DVD for like uh, five bucks from Severin. So notice something too here, and I know and I should uh, said this when we first watched this. Yeah. That this particular thing, you'll notice they're not going that fast. Really, it doesn't feel like it, right? Yeah. And it's not stunt drivers, not really. Well, if you notice, whenever they try to go real fast in an American film, you can tell that they speed the fucking film up. Right. And I just love how he films every shot just to show the beautiful gorgeousness of Australia. Oh, yeah. Now, where was this filmed? Do you know? Uh, no. Okay, it's I'm going to try I to find that, that out. I can Give me tell a second. it was Sydney just by looking at some of the landmarks there. Probably Sydney, but, but I just want to make sure of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Sydney. Yeah. I've Whoops. seen Sydney enough in movies to tell. <laughs> oh, shit. Wipeout.
Not Corova milk bars, just milk bars. Yeah. I know Carl was disappointed. I'll have some of Yeah, Carl was disappointed. He went in this one place once down south. It was called Milk Bar, and he went in his ice cream joint. And he's like, you mean you don't serve a Maloco Plus? Maloco Plus? <laughs> yeah, exactly. With Simcoe? Oh. Whenever I see a hamburger being grilled, I, I, I think of that. I, I, I think of the howling. I know. I love that. It makes mincemeat out of them. And then the next yeah. thing you know, it shows a hamburger. Or as they call it, mincemeat, which makes sense. Turn up the juice box, fill up a loud of fries, and screw up the bush. And they practice. About the only big name who isn't in this is... Uh, uh, what's his name from Stork who plays the gyrocopter captain? You, oh, oh, uh, Bruce Spence. Bruce Spence, yeah. And Jack Thompson's not in it either. Or Frank Trigg. <laughs> oh, listen, I was waiting for you to say that. We watch Frank Trigg in every fucking Aussie exploitation film, period. Yeah. Oh, and guess who was, like I said, and guess who was the second in the production assistant on this movie Long that helped Sandy out? Uh, we talked about this. That would be Brian Trenchard and Smith. Trenchard would Smith, done. yeah. Who in his own right is probably the king of Oxley Boys days. Yeah. He was the one who got most of his movies. Released over here, and he got a lot of movies. He made a lot over here. He's had the biggest career. Oh, man. Sax and violin. Oh, they need some violins there. Well, they got a bass. Yeah. I love this scene. You know, you know this, this makes it different, right? You're not going to see yeah. a scene like this on Hell's Angels on Wheels. No. Right? Like I said, they didn't have the American cliches to write up on because they didn't have them over here. Like I said, they got Easy Rider, of course, the art films. But they didn't get any of the ones that... You were probably watching week in and week out at the drive-ins. You know. We gave a shitload of them, that's for sure. I'm amazed your boy didn't show this one. As good as it is. Well, it was Australian, okay? He had a Canadian connection, but not so much Australian. Yeah. Hey, like, yeah, he's speaking his dialogue in the same tune as a drum. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Fred Astaire would have lost his mind. 
Beautiful studs. Yeah, how, yeah, they're just, the more we learn about these gangs, the more that we think that they're just good folks. Yeah. Like the experiences I had with the Hells Angels when they uh, lived out here on, they come up here at the lake every year. Nice. Yeah, they didn't fuck with nobody, you know. Yeah. They just want to come out here and live on the lake and enjoy it for the summer. Absolutely. And they should. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, in America, they would have made them real tough guys, real badass motherfuckers. Mm-hmm, Going yeah. around just beating the shit out of everybody. Well, let's not forget, you know, our first film, right? Which was yeah. Hell's Angels Forever, where they tried to make themselves, you know, look like, like this, this group, and, but they it didn't work. <laughs> I'm married. She don't give a shit. <laughs> God damn! I want that hand playing poker, don't you, Carl? Yeah. What the fuck? Fuck. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> You're cheesy. You're not exactly from around here, are you guys? Always the fish out of water. You know? What the fuck are they doing? Jerk going into a bar. In a three-piece suit with blue... Uh, exactly. You know. <laughs> Give us a kiss. Ha 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 
arguing with him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> See, they're even polite when they're fucking with somebody. <laughs> it's just so weird seeing Roger Ward about the Roger Ward mustache. I know. Well, people, you know, maybe people don't know who Roger Ward is. We should probably talk about Roger Ward because we haven't yet. Oh, um, yeah. Just, just a moment. I will take care of that. He he was in The Man from Hong Kong, one of the cops along with Hughes Keith Burns. And in Mad Max, he was Max's boss. Absolutely. And he is still acting to this day. Yeah. By the way. And he almost got his hands cut off by Olivia Hussey while filming Escape 2000. Okay, he was in Young Einstein. Oh, good God. The pirate movie. Turkey Shoot. Yeah. He was he was Chief Ritter in Turkey Shoot. Yeah, that's Escape Mo- 2000. Uh, Escape 2000, Turkey Shoot, uh, uh, Bloody Camp Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Mad Max, of course. Yeah. Oh, he was in Death Cheaters. Yeah. Mad Dog Morgan. Yeah. The Man from Hong Kong. Yeah. He worked a lot with Brian Trenchard Smith. Yeah, he did. Black Hawk. This is where he earns his stripes, man. He's been earning his stripes ever since he put that vest on. <laughs> I love that. So he had like eight uh, uh, blazing saddles. Yeah. Yeah, women oh, going yeah, after Roger, Roger, I love Roger Ward. You do not fuck with Roger Ward. Just boing, boing, <laughs> boing, 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 boing. You need to like, hey, I can just get in the back of the truck, you son of a bitch. There's even a dog in the middle of it, like, hey, hey. How about Halbert just 
takes care of this like he's just going out, boom, fuck off, you know. Yep. You see that? They're going. Yep. Oh, no, they're going up your mother. <laughs> Someone's like cabin in the woods. Like, what the fuck? These are the real ba- the bad guy, bad guy. Killer himself. Yep. You know, some motherfucker does not say one goddamn word. What? The main bad guy. He doesn't say a goddamn word. She covets his uh, nightstick, doesn't she? Yes, well, that's a colloquialism I haven't heard in a while. (laughs) This This is the one little part of the film I think is just a little too protracted, the whole jealousy thing. I mean, I get it, and it makes sense. Got to lose who's comfy there, didn't you, Sunshine? Yep. Well, there's a whole point to this. He's got a point. Yeah. And yes, this script was written during the Vietnam War. Yep, absolutely. Oh, look at that fucking car, man. Damn. Just in case you're wondering, he's taking off uh, the Break? no, the registration. Oh, okay. You really blow it, yeah. I 
I love this. Then the idea of getting stoned again, not exactly, you know, the way it is. Yeah. But I love this speech. It's great speech. Again, done by one of my favorite characters in the film. Sandy knows how to uh, see love. I love it. Sharks, man. 
You now, know, how many it. how many films are you going to see with a scene like this that's coming up? Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I just love it. He just says, fuck it, let's go see you now. Mm-hmm. Again, listen to that score. Yeah, and your boy doesn't even take keep, and your boy keeps his goddamn top hat on. Bless yeah, I love soul. it. Look I, well, at that! Oh I my mean, I god! I what Stone's talking about. Shit. Yeah. If I live next to a, a a a lake or an ocean like that, I think I'd be a day at dawn just. I mean, Again, the casual nudity in this scene. It's, it's not at all sexual. No. It's not, it's not at all. It's just like, okay. It's and it's done so that it's not it's exploitative just, at all. Yeah, this is it's not exploitation. The way. You know, yeah. this is liberating. Ha, 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 you know. I mean, you could have filmed the scene gone for like two, you know. Notice he's doing it mostly from behind, right? So yeah. it's not not sexual at all. No. Yeah, there's no, most, I don't know, but they would, uh, I would know a lot of American directors would put this, you know, homosexuality or something into it, you know. Yeah. Well, there's that whole kiss scene, too, don't forget. Yeah. You know. He is bug blood, blood, blood. Christ, he's making one hell of a barbecue. Yeah. He's got a point. Huh? He's got a point, too. Amen. I like, see? Sometimes you gotta go. Yeah. Being safe is boring, and I do agree with mm-hmm. that, you know. Absolutely. And again, that fucking great soundtrack is kicking in again. You know, it, it, it's like third string. God damn it. Can you like see why Australian bikers really connected to this fucking movie? Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. 
If you notice from the beginning, Stone smells the setup. Yeah. So the music is by Billy Green, who did Stone. Yeah. Did you know there was a? Hold on. Did you know that there was a uh, (coughs) sequel to this? What? Stone Forever. Yeah, that's the 90-minute documentary that's on here about this movie and focusing on the history of the Stone Run. Okay, and he also did the music to Don's Party. Yeah. Which is an early Fred Shepsey film. He also did a film called Getting Back to Nothing, which I do not know. Yeah. What I love is this movie really passes fast. And looking yeah. at my Blu ray, it even comes with the soundtrack listing. Uh, cool. Name of the songs and all that, you know. Uh, and it has the band members listed. This is what you might be interested in now that we're heading back. Uh, banjo, Charlie Goob. Bass, Baby, Bass, Barry Sullivan. Didgeridoo, John Matthews. Drums, Glenn Morgan. Prince Horn, Alex Greaves. Guitar, Billy Green. Harp, Jim Conway. Percussion, Godfrey Hales. Piano, Peter Jones. Saxophone. Paul Laughlin, synthesizer Andy Cohen, viola Isabel Morse, violin Romano Cravici, vocalese Jamie Lewis, vocals Doug Parkinson. And the track listing leads, one, Echo Blue Toad Strip, two, Race, three, Head Off. Four, Pig. Five, Cosmic Funeral. We know that one. Six, Amanda. Seven, Septic. Eight, Smoke. Nine, Stone. Ten, Undertaker. Eleven, Gravedigger. Twelve, Swim. Toad. The Death of Dr. Death, number 15. And here we go into one of the climatic, the almost, what probably is one of the, the climactic shootout, which kind of is a bummer, because that means the movie's almost like an hour. <laughs> yep. And I, I just think this cemetery is so fucking beautiful with those I yellow agree. flowers and all that.
the top hat. I fucking love the top hat. Of course. But I don't like that last track's name, though. Do you? No, no, I don't. The Death of Dr. Death. That's a no-no in my book. <laughs> but, God. And look, they're just waiting for him. Didn't this motherfucker take a shot when he had a goddamn chance? Fuck you, whoever's high minding the wind, Tyson. Fucking thing. Fuck you, asshole. Let's be honest. If you had a good side shot at somebody like that and you meant to kill him, would you stand there looking like a jackass or would you just go pop out and, you know, exactly. would you have to drop on somebody? Look at him. They got him pretty much. <laughs> No! I know, my buddy. Well, Stone's got to get somebody. The one that said fences are hell. Yeah. Oh, my God. The logical reason for him not telling before now. shooting them. Yeah. Only the bad guys shot. Oh, no. I love it. Look where he crawls to right here. Yeah. They're Satanists, but what statue does he crawl to? And hug. What is that? That's an angel. Yeah, he calls that, and that's... In his moment of death, what does he seek? He's an angel. Yeah, forgiveness. And you wonder why, and you people wonder why we got so excited when Hughes Keith Burns was in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, please. Oh, he's fucking amazing. And there's the mad genius. 
Uh oh. How do you like they're using this as a fucking argument? You know. I love it. It makes sense. So what do you think? You think Grave Digger's right? In the end, he was still a fucking pig. Cop. He was a fucking cop. Well, we're not at the end yet. Hold on. We'll answer that question at the end. Yeah. But look at this right here. He likes it. That's sense of honor. Sense of honor. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this is something you rarely see in biker films, even in America. Which is, they beat you out of a gang. Yeah. They ain't trying to kill them. They ain't trying, you know. You said not part of the gang anymore. Yeah. Now, and it ends right there. There are no end credits. There's no nada. We're well, done. Now, there is a two-hour and 12-minute cut. Do you know anything about that? No. I don't see how two-hour cut. Well, there's about 20 minutes of fucking deleted scenes on here, too. Right. But I love this, what he says. Go ahead. What he says, uh, you know... You talking about Stone saying yeah. he likes the? Uh, no, he, he, like, he's he, moaning right here, and she and she. Uh, is your movie over? Over. Yes. Okay, it's you're over. missing the fucking ending. He's lying there bleeding. She's reaching over. She's dialing the police. Right. And he. Reaches over and hangs up the phone and looks up at her and says, no cops. No cops. No. Then he said, no cops, no cops, no. And that's the end. 
Yeah, mine mine ended just a little early. Yeah. But what do you think about that ending where he's just laying there? He says, no cops, no. No, no, no. That's the way it should end. Yeah. And the entrance is showing like a road. Yeah, I I guess my, my version just is cut off a little bit. Oh, well. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, they're just beating him out of the game. Well, it, he it's a test, too, to see what he right. does. And he don't, you know. He doesn't fight back. No. And he didn't call the cops. No. Exactly. It's just sad that Toad and Dr. Death aren't with us anymore. Yeah, got killed. I love Dr. Death. Yeah. My favorite character in the whole movie, easily. Yeah, it's showing you right off into the sunset. Yeah. Great yeah, choice. This is great. Yeah. Great. Great fucking choice, man. Seriously. Yeah. Sandy made one of the perfect one-shot movies. Yeah. I would put this in the top four one-shot movies. Number one will always be... Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter. As far as I'm concerned, two will always be phase four. Yeah, two, phase four. Then what would three be? I'm not sure. I have to look. Okay, then we're moving Stone up to number three. <laughs> I, I will say Our yes. thanks to well, Hell's Angels Motor Club Sydney. Cool. Man, I wonder why the idiot who uploaded it cut out the last five seconds of the fucking movie. I don't know, but he did. But that being said... But yeah, they, uh, like I said, he kicked in the door and he's like, you know... Boom, 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 pow, pow. They just beat him out of the game. Production right. designed by Sammy Hilbert, art director Tim Storier, uh, custom painting Dave Hart and MF, M&F Chopper, uh, Ward Hart, Stella Morris, and Margaret Urey, film graphics, titles. Nice. I am now, so glad I finally got this motherfucker. Good. So, so a couple things. First off, uh, we were talking about one shots. There's another one shot I love. I don't know if you love it as much as I do, but Roadside Prophets by Abby Wool. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you don't like it nearly as much as I do. That one, that one leans too much into the cliches of the American biker film. Even using uh, some of the big guns of the American biker film scene. Well, it's not it's not biker so much as it is outlier because they've got Timothy Leary, they've got Arlo yeah. Guthrie in there, they've got all those people in there, and, and and I do like the film. I I think it's I think it's good natured, and it's got yeah. fucking John Doe as as the main character. I love John Doe. 
Now, Adam Horowitz yeah. from the Beastie Boys, not so much. But but John Doe's fucking great. Um, this one, if you haven't seen this before, try your best to see Stone because this one is a very great and refreshing freaking movie. Especially if you're used to the American style of biker movie. Mm-hmm. This ain't Absolutely. that kind of party. And no, it's not. And, and it really you is were different. Talking it about really when it comes to uh, Stone Forever, here's a bonus on it The Making of Stone, Deleted in Extra Scenes, uh, Stone Forever, which is a 90 minute documentary on Stone and the Stone Run. Right, and, and let's not forget the Stone Run. Extended interviews. Makeup test, slideshow of commentary by Sandy Harbutt and trailer. What's sad is after he got got this uh, worked with Severin to prepare this Blu-ray, he died pretty much soon after. So that's when we uh, lost Sandy. Very true. Um. Yeah, the stone run, too, I think is, is really important. Because out of this movie and that, that funeral scene, there's a remembrance of this movie and that funeral scene for every year since. And I think that's a wonderful uh, uh, legacy. And yeah, I can't think of another biker film that has that legacy. Yeah. And definitely Australians of our generation, Carl, I'm talking mine or yours, Stone had as much impact on them as Easy Rider had on us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And in many ways, not really, you know, uh, 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 this Easy Rider, but this is a fresher film. It's a fresher take. And I think the reason for that is very simple. It's because it's from another perspective, from another country. And, well, and like I said, they didn't have the cliches to fall back on. Exactly. Cliches are good if you want to tell a straightforward story, but they also can be very damning, too. Mm Mm-hmm. When you get used to it, they become tropes, and it's like boring. Yeah, the tropes, yeah. And the sad thing is the biker film fell into tropes real goddamn quick after uh, The Wild Angel. Very true. That's because so many were done so quickly. Between The Wild Angels, which was about 66, so like seventy, like yeah, seventy. About seventy, yeah. We got a shitload of them. You know, it's like the it's like the uh, slasher craze too, right? The slasher craze was like eighty to eighty four, something like that. Yeah, right? that's one thing that the modern kids won't uh, don't understand about seventies and eighties exploitation as soon as we got us a hit back then you're going to see 
as many knockoffs could shout out. Just like machine gun shit. I mean, I'm not joking. I mean, well, yeah, it's a slasher it's a film. Yeah, yeah, just like the beach party film. You know, it's a major rugby pile on. It's like everybody just rushes to get that yeah. little piece of gold from that type of exploitation. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Like uh, the beach party films, they was only from like 62 to 65. And how many of those were they, Carl? Oh, my God. I just did a show a couple months ago on that. There, about, uh, there are shitloads, man. Yeah, about 10. You know, and it, and, and it wasn't beach. It was ski party. Or, you know, yeah, there the was, uh, the, you know, there was two series. There was uh, the beach series and the party series. But still, that was about almost 10 to 15 movies. In that quick a time, they just kept blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. Same with the biker films. I mean, 70s and 80s exploitation really was finding out where the hit was and then making your own copy real fucking quick. Black exploitation too. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That was... That's why most people be shocked that they're like, yeah, but Black Exploitation has hundreds of films. Yeah, but look at the time dates on them. Pretty much all of them from like post-shaft to about 75, 76 when Jaws hit. Right. And then Jaws Exploitation. Ooh, buddy. Tinto Terra. Yeah, Tinto Terra, Great White, uh, Piranha, Barracuda. They just kept... What? Piranha's a damn good film. Yeah, but that's always the second legion of the good films. There's the original, which is great, and the second one, which is not taking it as seriously, but lovingly flipping it the bird. Yeah. Yeah. Or lovingly mm-hmm. taking a small fish and sticking it on Paul Bartell's nose while he's running back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But the comedy ones are harder to fucking do than the well, serious you know, It's ones. always a balance, right? It's always a balance. We did Alligator. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there's comedy in it and there's not comedy in it. And it's attitude. It's more attitude. Same for Piranha. Piranha's a little more comedy-centric than, than Alligator. But it's still about attitude. Yeah, but look at the fucking writer uh, Alligator John had. Sales. John, John Sales. John Sales, yeah. On both of them, Well, by Piranha the way. had John Sales, too. Well, those are the two no, that's right. I said on both of them. On both of them. Yeah. That's why Piranha and Alligator are two of the best parodies. Because they had good riders. And then there's always Grizzly. Oh, Grizzly is great, too. That one was fun. Okay. But that and was William there's a Girdler, for that the guy too. who died, too. Exactly. Too. That's Girdler exploitation. That's Girdler. If you look for some good Girdler exploitation, go to... Uh, 
shudder. They hit, they have grizzly and day of the animals up. Who was bad? Nice. And, and somebody's got the Manitou up too. I think that's yeah. Errol actually. Yeah, Errol has the Manitou. And let me tell you something. If you have not seen the Manitou, go see it. It's one of the most batshit wonderful, oh, strange motherfuckers you have ever seen. And Arrow, it just come on a couple of weeks ago, has your favorite full moon movie. I noticed today. Head of the and fucking that, family. And like I said, if you're looking for something that's fresh and something that you haven't fucking seen before, watch Head of the Family. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. I remember seeing that the first time on HBO in the 90s. Yeah. And and just laughing my ass off. I thought it was one of the funniest things in the world. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, we were expecting, you know, oh, this is just going to be another full move. What the fuck? (laughs) In a good way, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Stephen, I want to thank you for letting me be on, but I'm going to tell you something. You're not escaping tonight without me doing it. I know, but first I want to say this. If you're looking for a good, creepy revenge film this Halloween that you probably haven't seen before, and a lot of us have forgotten this. Most people know Shane Meadows for This Is England, right, Carl? Yes. But before that, he did a movie that will make you fucking terrified of Patty Patty Considine, won't it? Which one are you talking about? I may not know this one. Dead Man's Shoes. Yeah, I do not know this. I know of it, and I've never oh, seen it. Oh, God, you need to see this. This is so, it is so fucking good and brutal. I, I, nice. I played you at one scene where that guy's like, what are you looking at? And he just jumps up out of the scene. He goes, you, you cunt. (laughs) Remember I let you see that scene? Yes. The way Patty says that in that scene makes you scared. Like, oh, shit, what did I do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a very intense little revenge film. I'm not saying any plot spoilers because you need to see it. And also, like, Head of the Family, that's a good one. Head of the Family is just, it's just so batshit wonderful, and it's silly, and it's just, I love it to death. Love that movie. And it has no way to be as good as it is. And it is fantastic. And yes, today is my first 52nd birthday. So go ahead, Carl. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Stephen. Happy birthday to you and many more. And by the way, that's the second time I've I've, I've sung Happy Birthday to you today. Yeah. Because what you did you and Vicky rapitate about today? 
Oh, basically it was all Vic. I had buried a what, little. What was gravitate about? What was okay? The she she actually so we did a show today over on my network, uh, Deviant and Legion, and um, she went off on uh, the um, uh, Lord of the Rings uh, prequel. Oh, I heard that was a, just a fucking shit show. Oh boy, did she go off on it? Seriously. And it's always good to have Vic on. Yeah. Always good to have Vic on. But like I said, I've heard nothing but bad things about that. Yeah, she said she said basically the storytelling is horrible and she decried that. She decried, you know, the sense of, of uh anyone taking taking a, a an idea and not really getting the idea from the source material, just making their own shit up and that sort of thing. And she just and, and the thing about Vic is she's so eloquent. Well, the that, that is the part of the contract thing. they signed with the Tolkien estate. They said, no, you can't use anything from the uh, the novels or any of the sequels. I mean, prequels that Tolkien put out. Right. You can use the name only. They're like, oh, okay. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, that's like you know. Yeah. Basically, that's all the Abrams writers, and she went off on Abrams and his writers like crazy. She's not a oh fan. God, Abrams! Uh... Yeah, seriously. So that's that's what she she went on uh, today. So uh, pop on over and see. Vicky loves more than sci-fi, is the way she put it. So that's good. And coming soon on this show, well, it's going to be a little hodgepodge because uh, Carl wants to do another Aussie exploitation film, and it's the best Aussie exploitation film with a chicken at the front of the mo- first of the movie ever. Absolutely, and it's Brian Trenchard Smith too. This is Brian Treasure Smith, Dead End Drive-In, with a cameo appearance by Death Race 2000, a.k.a. Turkey Hunt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And on yeah. the art show, we're planning on doing uh, uh, Paul Schrader's Blue Collar. Oh, Paul Schrader, get fucking well. Get out the hospital, man. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, but we're going to do Blue Collar. I'm hoping at one time I can uh, uh, get Steven to do Listomania because you just got the uh, Blu-ray to that. Three, yeah, the DVD of it. But okay. yeah, I need to watch that. For my birthday this year, I got a Shaft from Tracy. God bless you. It's a be- great. Criterion did a great job on it. They've even got a discussion about African-American private eyes with fucking Chester Hines. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I got Stone, uh, Eyes of Fire Blu-ray with both cuts. Nice. And uh, uh, Savage Messiah and Lithomania. If you want Lithuania, they got it on DVD at Amazon 
but there's only like 12 copies left of the Warner On Demand. And once that's gone, I think it's gone. And I don't see yeah. Warner yet doing a, D, a Blu-ray upgrade of it. Probably not. Probably Cause not. Warner, because Warner hates Ken Russell. There's just no way to dance around that little subject. Nope. And it's a damn shame. You know, and, and trust me, you have not seen anything like Listomania. You think Tommy is nuts? Yeah. That's like kindergarten compared well, to most Well, as I Listomania. put it earlier today, uh, Tommy is uh, Ken Russell doing a rock opera. Listomania is Ken Russell doing a rock opera. On drugs. <laughs> Good yeah. drugs, too. Because you ain't <laughs> lived until you've seen Wick, Rick Wakerman score an opening scene with a barn dance call. Hey, run around the room now, last thing. Right, going to get his hands. And all I got to say is a Busby Ber- Berkeley dance number with a giant rotating penis. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening, and it's nice to be back again. And we'll get back to this. I'm so happy we're back to this. I've missed doing this, Stephen, so thank you very, very much. You think I haven't? I know. I know. We're just, I'm just glad you're back. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and with right. that, good night, goodbye, everybody. Oh, and everybody on Facebook, thank you for the birthday wishes. And with that, good night. Good night, good night. sweetheart. Where is time to go? Good night, sweetheart. Where is time to go? I believe you, but I really must say Oh, good night, sweetheart Good night With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.